Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here is your host. Kathy. Hey, welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. If you haven't followed the Strictly Anonymous Podcast yet on Instagram or Twitter, follow me at Strict Anonymous. If you listen on a podcast app, make sure to subscribe to my show, whether you're on iTunes or Spotify. Definitely press five-star review if you love my show. That kind of shit really helps. A couple people wrote reviews recently. Thank you. I read them all. I know exactly who you are. Half of you, I can't pronounce what your fake name is or your fake screen name is, but I really appreciate it. Like I said, I read them and I love them. On Spotify now, what's really fun is they have polls. I run polls over there and there is a place to comment on the episodes. I get so excited when I get some comments on Spotify. So if you have a comment about an episode, I post some questions over there to get the conversation going. Definitely give your two cents. I love hearing what people think about the episodes and the topic that we're discussing. That's what I love about YouTube. That's where I get all my comments. But now I get them on Spotify too, which is super fun. There are a lot of comments that come in that have bad words in them. There's certain things you cannot say or else Spotify is going to flag it. I will see flagged comments, but I never air them because if they're flagged, what they're saying is that if I post that, it could get me in trouble. So make sure if you comment on Spotify that you keep your comments as clean as possible. Now, if you want to be on the show, it's called Strictly Anonymous because people remain anonymous on the show. I change everybody's voices. If you don't want to be anonymous, you don't have to, but most people do. I change voices. I change names. If you want to be on the show, just send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on the show. You could get everything, links to everything on my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com. Now listen, if you have just a naughty confession that you want to be aired on one of my naughty confessions episodes, you could call my confessions hotline. The number is 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on my confessions hotline. You have four minutes to leave a message. If you need longer, just call back. Now, most of these confessions, they're not aired on an episode. They're posted on my Patreon. My Patreon is super fun. It's like a very big community at this point. I have over 2,100 people on my Patreon signed up. Uh, my Patreon for just $5 a month, you get all of my episodes early and ad-free. You get Q&As. I do them probably like every other month where I answer any kind of questions that my Patreon members have. You also get anonymous pics of every female guest that has ever been on my show. They're all over there. Hot pics, like sexy pics, rated R pics are all there. And then you also get access to my private Discord channel. There's a big community over there of like-minded people all chatting with each other. I don't get involved in my Discord channel, but it's a great place for you to go and talk to some of my guests, go on there. Other people and listeners who are in the Discord get to post whatever they want, post videos, post pictures. If you want to sign up for my Patreon, like I said, it's only $5 a month. You could cancel at any time. Go to patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. That's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. Now listen, all the information I just gave you, all of the links and everything will be in the description. So if you're driving, don't worry. Just go to the description later. So now today I have on Dave. Dave is so interesting and he's got such an interesting episode because this is a guy, he's in his 40s now, but very early in his life, he got into the lifestyle sort of by accident. It's really funny how he met a girl that was in the lifestyle and how they met and how she brought him in. And he was just like going to swingers clubs and fucking all kinds of people and couples. And he was with her for about a year. She really 
turned him on to the lifestyle. He realized he really liked being with couples and being with a man's wife. And that's what he did for the next many years. Okay. He wound up as a single guy after she moved out of town, just like banging couples. And he said he was with over a hundred couples in the time that he was doing it. He wasn't really that picky. And he says that himself. It's kind of funny, you know, but so because he wasn't picky, he wound up meeting a lot of couples and he talks about what he did with them, what he liked to do. He experienced all kinds of couples that were into all kinds of different things. And he talks about that. He talks about how hard it was for him at first to meet couples and then what he learned when he was putting himself out there to meet more couples, how he became a professional. And then, like I said, we talk about all the different kinds of couples he met and the things that they would have him do and the way things were set up. And he gives me some interesting stories as well as talks about how eventually over time, sometimes he, st he started to feel used and he sometimes felt not so great about what he was doing with these couples because of the way they treated him and he talks a lot about that and how what it's like as that third person coming in to a situation where you're hooking up with a couple and how it feels to be sort of kicked out right after sex or sometimes you know, how it feels to be kept around a long time after sex. <laughs> he talks about sometimes people that cross some boundaries. He did wind up eventually hooking up with guys. He was never into that, but it was something that he tried over time. He talks about that as well. There was a lot of oral with guys. Eventually he did wind up topping a guy and that was something that happened by accident. And he talks about that and how that made him feel. But he's one of those guys that doesn't consider himself bisexual or into guys at all. Eventually, though, he did get to a point where he started to not be into the lifestyle. He started to realize like this was maybe an addiction for him. And he did a lot of soul searching. This was a guy that was living two lives. He had a vanilla life and he had his lifestyle life. And he was living his lifestyle life for a long time. Like I said, he fucked over a hundred couples. He was doing this from like in the late twenties to his forties. Even when he dated girls, he would stop going in lifestyle. Sometimes he would cheat on them and he just didn't like doing that anymore. Eventually he cleaned up his act and he wound up meeting a girl. And that was the first girl that he wound up being honest about his past with. She was very accepting of it. And they're together now and he's no longer in the lifestyle. <laughs> and we talk about his whole journey. It's super interesting. There's so many different layers to it. This is a guy that has been there, fucking done that and could care less now. He's like the guy that could be monogamous because he wasn't for so long. Anyway, it's a super interesting story. So I'm going to be right back on with Dave. This is the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Hi, Dave. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. How are you today? All the way over there in Australia. I'm very well, Kathy. Thank you for having me on. Well, thanks for emailing me. I've had a lot of people on from Australia. You were a guy that used to play in the lifestyle solo. Uh, you played with couples. You did a lot of different things. You're going to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly because it did cause problems in your relationship. But currently, you're in a relationship with a woman who you were honest with about it and she was cool, but you're not doing anything. I don't even think you maybe you're not even engaging in the lifestyle with her. I don't know. We'll work our way up into the present time. But first, let's go like all the way back. For, well, well, let's just say like, how old are you right now? I'm 45 now. Okay, you're 45. So when did you start playing in the lifestyle and doing doing alternative things? Uh, probably would have been in my well, mid to late 20s, I believe. And I randomly met a girl out uh, in a bar one night. She was older than me and uh, we were just chatting away and she asked me why I wasn't uh, seeing anyone and I jokingly said because I like group sex and she said, so do I. And then she just introduced me to the lifestyle and took me along to a club and everything. So, uh, yeah, I kind of got into it by default, I guess, <laughs> well, being drunk and telling. <laughs> no, but what a weird Freudian slip. Like, you just threw that out there. I don't know. On some level, you knew you were destined for a life of group sex because what an <laughs> odd thing to say to a chick if you're trying to pick her up in a bar. Most girls would have ran for the hills. <laughs> this girl oh, was no. like, oh, I, 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 I love group sex. Most girls, that would have been like the worst pickup line on the planet. It was quite funny. I was just being a little, I was just being a bit cheeky and she said that. And uh, because I said that, then I had to follow through. <laughs> oh my so God. Was, uh, <laughs> so tell me about that first funny. experience with her. 
Um, so the first time she took me to a club and just a, a local club in the town I live and well, city I live, I should say. And then, yeah, we, yeah, it was went in there and I was just like, I oh, was just a deer in the headlights, I guess is the best way to describe it. No, not knowing what went on and everything. She was bisexual. So we met up with a couple and to be honest, I just kind of sat back and watched most of it. She was definitely leading the way forward. But yeah, it was it was just an eye-opening experience, and uh, yeah, I guess I got a taste of the lifestyle. And her and I stayed together. We didn't stay together. We were just friends with benefits for probably twelve months. And yeah, she just showed me more and more what she liked and what we did. And yeah, we just had a lot of fun. Yeah, but like, how was that for you though? Was it were you super horny when you were watching her with another guy? Were you turned on by it? Were you nervous? Did you engage that first time? A hundred hundred percent turned on by it and also a hundred percent nervous because it was daunting. But yeah, just being naked in front of other people who you've only just met. Yeah, and the other guy was there as well. And watching him having sex with my partner at the time, it was just, yeah, it was just a whole gamut of emotions, I guess. There was everything. There was um, a lot of nerves, but also a lot of excitement. I was, I was really turned on by it all as well. So you like, I mean, I listen, this wasn't a girlfriend of yours that you were in love with. So maybe no, it's not that no. it's not that loaded yeah. because what do you give a shit if you see her fuck somebody else? You weren't even emotionally attached to her. So it's kind of like you're just 100%. going in a one night stand girl, right? <laughs> but you loved watching her have sex with someone else. Yeah, 100 percent. And probably and, and then seeing the other couple as well especially like the the other wife and having been able to play with her i guess that's where it just all started from because that was a, I guess a taboo like having sex with another man's wife because that's what you wind up getting into that's a big part of what you were doing in the lifestyle was hooking up with couples and you did like the fact that you're like fucking another man's wife basically that's yeah that was the i guess the turn on for me was like uh, i was doing something with a man's with another guy's wife yeah or girlfriend or whatever partner and and in today's society that's not that shouldn't happen and it was also like that no commitments just fun part of it as well where i could go have have the fun play with them and then there was nothing there's nothing no, no ramifications from it so it was, that was also part of the the reason i did it as well Oh, of course. So many young guys in their 20s, uh, that's what they're looking for. No strings attached, but they can't find it. A no lot, strings you know? <laughs> yeah. Ex- exactly right. So, but yeah, the, 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 I guess the biggest thing is yeah, just uh, playing with another guy's partner. Well, so that night you watched her fuck another guy. I'm assuming you got her to watch her be with another woman. That was like a first for you yes. too? That, that was definitely a first. Yeah, I was watching. She was very openly bisexual and yeah, she was First time I'd seen a girl go down on another girl, and uh, it, was, it was hot. It was definitely hot. <laughs> but then you got to fuck that guy's wife that first time. So you did engage. You didn't just watch. No, 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 100%. Yeah, I did engage, and I joined in, and, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I was fucking her. And, yeah, we were, we were, it was just one big mess at the end of the night, <laughs> naked mess. There was group sex like you had signed up for. <laughs> Correct, exactly. It's exactly what I what I what I started what I mentioned that first night. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Okay, so now you saw her for twelve months. Did you always was that your go to place? Like just go into the club all the time and you know hook it up in the lifestyle. Sometimes, sometimes it was a club. Sometimes we had a profile on a page, and uh, she ran it all. To be honest, so she's the one that organised the meetups and everything. Sometimes it might have been with just a girl. We never did just with a guy. It was always, she, she preferred playing with girls mostly. But yeah, she did that for 12 months and yeah, it was it was a lot. A lot. We did a lot. We experienced a lot. It was different style, I should say. She introduced me to a lot. So you guys were doing threesomes. You were going to the clubs, having group sex. And you were, it was, you guys were down for business. And she was such a professional that she was like making everything happen. How old was she, by the way? She was 34, 35, I think. Wow. Do you know her story? Like, how did she get involved in that scene? She told me she was from another city and she just moved She just moved into the city I was in for a 12-month contract. Uh-huh. And where she was originally from, she said her story was her and her partner at the time randomly had a, a threesome with another girl, like a friend of theirs. And then they started doing, they got into the lifestyle and they broke up. And then, yeah, that was... Yeah, she was. She did it with her previous partners, I guess that's why I said. So, so her last boyfriend turned her on to it, and then when she moves to this new city, she decides to. She likes it, so she goes yeah. to. She gets involved in the swinger community to find people to hook up with. Correct. 
Yeah, and she, she was like looking for someone to do it with. Yeah. She didn't want to do it on her own. So, and randomly, us, the stars came into line in a, in a pub one night. <laughs> now, did you wind up falling in love with her, or was she just strictly always friends with benefits through that whole 12 months? Always friends with benefits. It was very, she knew she was only there for a short time, um, for the 12 month period. Uh, and I wasn't looking for anything serious at the time. And it was just purely just friends with benefits. So it would be almost like, I guess the best way to describe it was like, almost like she would just, when she need, had an urge, she would ring me up or she wanted to do something. She would ring me up. But there was no going out for dinners or dates or anything like that. It was just purely a sexual thing. Good news. Strictly Anonymous Podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline, 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too, so you remain anonymous. The number, the website, and the email address will all be in the description. You have a great booty call, a great booty call situation, successful booty call situation for a whole year. She really was like a yeah, gift whole... for you. <laughs> Correct. And then they kind of, kind of like uh, introduced me and you know, had, had a mentor to <laughs> introduce me into the lifestyle and showed me showed me uh, how to do things. <laughs> yeah. Now, I know that eventually you do get into doing stuff with guys and the couples as well. Now, at this point, mm-hmm. while you're in the lifestyle do you start to realize that maybe you'd be open to guy and guy action or does that come later down the line? Oh, definitely. Like at that time, no, I had no interest in, in doing that at all. Like playing with guys, it was always hundred percent straight. The, the girl could be by, not a problem, but for me, yeah, no, I wasn't into that at all. This, as I spent more time in the lifestyle, that side developed. Isn't that interesting? Because listen, I think sometimes people think, oh, anyone that's into guys or girls or same sex it's something that you you always have or had to be there before you know you're a guy you're here Mm. to say you're a guy who had no interest whatsoever in guys you were even in the lifestyle for a Mm. while before you decided to experiment and then realize you like it i'm assuming yeah and the first time it happened it was a couple contacted me and just like one of the first communications was oh we the husband want to experiment and yeah. I was like, I've never done that. To be honest, I was just horny that night. And I thought, oh, I'll just go. Because <laughs> they're available. And you're like, I'll deal with the guy when I get there. I just want to fuck the wife. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that was, to be honest, like that was a lot of the lifestyle for me was like the the availability of being able to do it on short notice or meeting a couple. I wouldn't say it was always about having sex with glamorous people. It was just that availability is the best way to put it. So you weren't that picky is what you're saying. Oh, 100% not. Yeah. 100% not. I like your honesty. Uh-huh. Yeah. You'd yeah, fuck anyone. <laughs> oh, exactly. There were times I would be like, hold on, yeah, and I'd be driving away, like I'd meet up with a couple, I'd be driving away, and I'd be like, what the hell, why the hell did I do that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. But let me ask you this. When you were doing that, like when you knew you were going to see a couple and the wife maybe wasn't what you were interested in, let's be nice and say it that way, did you like have your beer goggles on? Did you like drink a lot before you walked in the house or did you do it completely sober? <laughs> like... Generally, most of the times it would have been sober. Yeah, it so, would have been sober, but maybe loaded up on blue pills, so it didn't matter. <laughs> because your rate, your heart on was ruling your life, is what you're saying. You weren't thinking with you yeah, were thinking exactly. with your dick. Yeah, it, it, I'll, I'll say to you, when you see people on the street and you look at him and you know, can think, oh, I would, I'm not interested in her. She's not good looking. But when you're in that mindset where it is that lifestyle, that swinger lifestyle, where the the woman becomes a, a lot more sexy, yeah, because she's got that naughty side to her, and that appealed to me. The look was okay. You had the the looks were nice, but that that side where you're like, oh, she's into being kinky and doing things that that was a major turn on as well added points so it's like it's like they were sexy they might have not been factually good looking but you were tapping into them being super sexy and what's more sexy than a woman that's totally open sexually in ways that most women aren't 100 percent. it was that was a massive turn on again 
I, yeah, on the flip side, you can have a very good-looking person, but they're sexually they're not adventurous. They're quite boring. Then yeah, uptight. It doesn't matter how how good-looking they are. Yeah, so that's interesting. So, like, you started to really, it wasn't about the looks. You weren't selective. But you found, though, that even when you showed up to these places where the people weren't attractive, it was a hot sex. It was a good time. Correct. Yeah, yeah. 100%. It was, yeah, because everyone was, it's a lot more open, a lot more adventurous. The, the sex would be good. Uh, sometimes it wasn't great, good, but it wasn't bad either. Uh, but, yeah, like, the, it was just the excitement of it all, I guess. Like, just the excitement of, you know, playing with another man's wife. Having a sexually open woman uh, just really opened things up and made things exciting. Interesting. Uh, yeah, that's an interesting angle that no one's ever brought up, but I, I totally get it. So, all right. So now let's go back to when that girl splits town. Now you're on your own. Are you involved in the lifestyle enough with her that you met like people in there that so you just continue on? Not really. Like when she left, I was kind of, uh, I kind of stopped, I guess, for a little bit because I thought, oh, there's no way single guys can get into this lifestyle because it's very, this is a long time ago. It was very clicky. Yeah. It's more of a couples thing. Yeah. And also, like the, the web pages were still in developing. Like the, it was still a growing community, I guess is the best way to put it. Not as many people did it back then. So I had, I had a bit of a break from it. And then, probably six to 12 months after she left, I created my own profile on on the page and I quickly learned out that being a single guy in the lifestyle is a lot more difficult than being, being a couple. <laughs> it's yeah. true. So definitely. Yeah. Couples are a lot more, very undated, obviously. And I had to learn as well to, it wasn't about me, I guess. A lot of the times couples do this because it's about them. Like they totally to enhance their relation, enhance their relationships. And I had to realize that, Hey, I'm being invited to play with a couple. Not they would they I'm there to fuck them. I'm being invited into their special intimate world to help them at the end of the day. And but also okay, I got off on it as well. <laughs> yeah, you're getting something out of it, but you get yeah. that it's kind of like two against one. They're not there trying to do you a favor. <laughs> you're kind of like doing them the favor kind of thing. Hundred percent. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, they. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I've heard from women on the other end. Like I remember talking to one unicorn who talked about that same exact thing, but in from a standpoint of that actually bothering her that she wasn't kind of equal in that scenario. And so you could see how some people might not be able to handle that dynamic because that's really what's going on. It is kind of an unfair balance, right? But you didn't care because you're having fun fucking his, their wife and you're getting something out of it. And that was cool with you, right? Yeah. 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 Correct. Like at the t- at the time when I was right into it, yeah, it didn't really bother me whatsoever. I'd probably say the longer I was in it, the more it did probably bother me. Interesting. Like sometimes I did feel, I did feel like just a piece of meat. Yeah. Like you're being used. Being used and, and quite demanding sometimes. Where couples are like, well, we're available right now. You need to get here right now. Otherwise, we're going to find someone else. Like that type of demands. Wow. And that and that and that did. Yeah, I did start playing on, on as I got older and, met, and was looking for a bit more than just sex, not with the couples, but obviously my own personal life. Yeah. It was like, well, I feel like I'm just being used here for them. I wouldn't say like all couples were like that, but there's definitely some where, yeah, I was just a plaything. Yeah. I, like I said, well, the first time I heard it from a unicorn, I was like, wow, I would never think of that because I've never been a unicorn and you don't really think about yeah. how it plays out for that person because typically I'm talking to the couple. But, you know, it is important to think about that third person because I do believe they're like the odd man out. And a lot of couples, like you're saying, don't consider that third person in a way that they consider each other because at the end of the day it's they have their own relationship already you're not someone that's coming home for thanksgiving dinner so what the fuck do they care about you i think that of course it's not going to be every couple cheats you like garbage but i i could imagine starting to feel yeah that way yeah correct yeah it would be even like yeah at the end of like you go and we'd be having sex or whatever then almost like being pushed out the door yeah. Um, oh um, where the couples would be like, all right, babe, see ya. And like, oh, like, no, it wasn't all couples. Like, there were definitely other couples really opposite. They're like, yeah, no, hang around. We'll, we'll, we'll chill out for a while and chat. And no, that was great. Also, sometimes that went too far where they did, like, if they wanted me to stay the night. And yeah, there was, was kind of a, a, a boundary where you had to get it right. But yeah, but being pushed out was always, yeah, made you feel, yeah. I feel like I've just been used. <laughs> yeah, or but sometimes they want you to stay and you're like, I, I just want to go the fuck home. I don't want to stay over. Yeah, and, exactly. <laughs> yeah. 
exactly. It's like I've overstayed now. I want to get out of here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. It's such a fine line. It just goes to show that finding the perfect thing, quote unquote, is always hard no matter what you're doing. It's not like. Correct. That's exactly right. And everyone, everyone's different. Everyone is different in their attitudes and what they're looking for. Some people in their lifestyle, they want more friendship as well, where they want yeah. to go out go out for dinner and hang out and go watch a game of sport. <laughs> Honestly, that wasn't me. I didn't, I didn't want friends mm-hmm. in the lifestyle. Yeah. But some, some people did. They're like, oh, yeah, we're having a barbecue tomorrow. You should come over. I'm like, with your vanilla friends? And they're like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, not, not my thing. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, let's go back to what you were doing with the couples early on. So like she leaves town. I'm assuming somehow you get back involved in hooking on couples, hooking up with couples. Do you, did you start your own profile and start pimping yourself out as a, like a guy? Yep. Start, started my own profile. Of course, had a lot of that. Yeah, a lot of time on the, just sending messages to couples, getting no responses. Probably learning what to put into my profile as well, what pictures, what uh, descriptions and everything. That was a big learning curve. So it would have been, I'll honestly say, like probably two years before I actually got back into the full swing of things. Oh, wow. Well, what did you learn during that time? Just, you know, that that whole, you know, like thinking that it was all about me. Was uh-huh. Originally when I went in, it was all about me. Hey, I'm, I'm here just to hook up. I'm, just, I'm going to put out, you know, hey, I'm down to party anytime. And obviously try and have the, the dick pics in the, in the profile and everything. Yeah, that doesn't work. Doesn't work, but then having to change like the description saying, "Hey, I'm, I'm happy to meet couples. I understand it's about the, the about you guys, not about me. Um, oh. I understand the boundaries. I respect discretion. Just just being a lot more, I guess, not as aggressive in what I was looking for. Like trying to explain who I am and what I guess almost what I can offer to the to the couple. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah, it is just about hey, and also saying your experience, like learning, getting experience as well. Like couples also didn't want to play with a newbie guy; they wanted yeah, yeah, someone yeah. who's got experience. Mm-hmm. But you didn't sound like a newbie, were you? Did you still consider yourself a newbie at that point? As as a single guy, like I said, it's totally different playing with a right, like being in a in a couple to being a single guy. Like yeah, your yeah, whole yeah. attitude has to change. Like, you have to be almost a little bit more, not submissive, but you have to stand offish to begin with. Like you have to wait for the couple to go, okay, now we want we want to play with you or talk to you. Whereas when you're a couple, it's just like everyone just gets together and goes, goes for it. Because you were playing with her, I forgot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So the di- dynamics change. I guess that's the word I use a lot is understanding the dynamic of um, playing with a couple. And walk me through like your first couple that you met. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> did you, you have so many you too? can't remember? <laughs> <laughs> How many fucking couples did you fuck? Uh, I would hate to count if I'm honest with you. <laughs> so, well, let me ask you this. Is it over 100 or is it uh, between 50 uh, and 100? Is it between 1 and 50? I think I remember I probably did it for 15 years. I would probably say it'd be close to 100 couples, I'd say. Like, as it, like the longer I was in it, the more I understood, the more I knew how to communicate with couples and the more success I had. And obviously... On a lot of the sites, you get validations from other couples and friends, friend requests and everything. So that also added to it. So the more validations you had from other couples, the more couples are interested in playing with you. That make that makes sense. And because and also you were like really open and down. I mean, you weren't picky. Remember you said that. So it's kind of Correct. like if a yeah. couple was interested in you, you were going to hook mm. up with them. It wasn't like you ever said no, right? I would assume. <laughs> yeah. Well, there would, there would be some times where I just wouldn't meet the couple because I'd see their pictures and I'd be like, yeah, no, I'm not, not down with that. That, that. that would have been a minority, I would say. Majority, like, I, I would have just, I kind of had the theory of a couple, especially if they messaged me first. Yeah. I thought if they've gone the effort in, into communicating with me, like the, the decent thing to do is to communicate with them because I understood the amount of messages I sent to couples and got no responses. And sometimes I'd even have couples just asking questions. Like they, like they were newbies and they're like, they might not have been interested. Like they might have been interested in meeting up, but they were a bit nervous and I'd just be like building up, asking questions about what I did and my experiences and everything. So it was just fair. Like I just, I just thought it was a decent thing. Like if someone sent me a message, I, I would reply. So now was every couple different in what they wanted? Because I've heard some funny stories from quote unquote bulls, right? They call a lot of times the guy that's showing up to fuck the couple, like the bull that they bring in. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah. you're the guy they're calling in. I've heard some funny stories about the guy hiding in the closet. Sometimes the guy's sitting there watching. Sometimes the guy's directing. Sometimes he's taking part and you're having like a real threesome and there's DV. 
like there's DV action going on. Did you do all those kinds of scenarios? All, all, all of the above, all of the above. Uh, like even, uh, God, I've, got, I've got a lot, I've got a lot of stories. We could be here all night. Yeah. Tell um, me a couple. Tell me some good ones, like funny, hot, terrible. Um, probably, probably one of like one of the I guess funny and strangest experiences. I was I got contacted by this couple, and had a bit of back and forth communication, and they basically invited me over to their house. And in the message, I said, "Well, when you get here, don't knock on the front door. Walk around the side door. Come in through the side door, and we'll be waiting for you." Okay. And so they gave me the address, and it was quite a distance away, and I was out in the country out in the countryside. So I'm driving out. It's probably about an hour drive, hour and a half drive. And then on my way out there, and basically there was no street lights. There was acreage, so big blocks of land, very, very dark. And I remember pulling up out the front of their house because they told me not to drive down the driveway. They told me to just park out the front. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they had a very, very long, very long driveway. And I'm like, so I got out my car and I'm like, this is like one of these stories where my body is found 12 years later buried somewhere. <laughs> oh, my God. Because I'm like, because obviously I'm not going out and telling family or my friends, hey. Yeah, I know. Your poor mother. Couple, yeah. Your poor mother is yeah. someplace just not <laughs> realizing that her son might be killed. <laughs> oh, my God. Exactly. So, oh my so I'm walking down this driveway and I'm like thinking there's someone going to jump out and kill me or whatever. And, Anyway, I get to the house and of course the front door and I thought, okay, knock the front door, I walk around the side of the house and I opened this, the door. And I knocked on the door and they said, come in, I opened up and there was this couple sitting there like in front of, in like just, it looked like they were just having a serious, serious very nicely dressed, so having a very deep conversation. I said, oh, good evening, would you, would you like a glass of wine? Yeah. And we started, they were very intelligent people. I forget what he did, but very, very smart people. I think I, I worked at the university and having like this theological discussion and I'm like sitting there going, have I turned up at the wrong house? <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, because it's maybe they're expecting someone else. Cause I start asking me my opinions on things and I, I just didn't have much to say. Yeah. <laughs> I was making, I'm making it up as I was winging it as I went. And, and I thought I've turned up at the wrong house. And then, and she was very nicely dressed, like very nerdy, I guess, looking. So you, same thing, not looking at her, you think you know, she's nothing special, but, then they went, okay, would you like to come to our, our playroom? I went, okay, and walked in and they had a sex dungeon. God, that's what I was thinking. That's where <laughs> and, I thought you were going. <laughs> and next thing, and the door shut. Next thing, they're ripping their clothes off. They're like uh, ripping my clothes off. And it's like, what the hell has just happened? And oh I wasn't my God. complaining, but it, it was just like this like shock going, here we were talking this deep intellectual conversation. Now I've got these two uh, kinky, yeah, a kinky couple going crazy. <laughs> Yeah, and how many of their friends only know that other side, you know what I mean, and have no idea? <laughs> that, that's exactly right. I was, like, thinking, like, I bet you in their normal world, because they were, like, uh, ironically, I bumped into them on the street once with their, with their family, and oh my you God. would not tell. They just they just look like, a, a, I wouldn't even say they look like a normal everyday couple. They were very, just very, up, like, well-to-do, uptight couple. Yeah. Like, very, very conservative, I guess, is the word I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, I'm like, yeah, I know what we were doing a few weeks ago, and it was not what not, not the picture I'm seeing here in front of me. Yeah, there's no way those other people that were with them know about that dungeon in their house <laughs> or that sex room, right? Yeah, and it was funny because he he had the camera out, he was directing. Oh, yeah, fuck my wife, bend her over, do this to her, and I'm like just you know, going, what the hell? <laughs> oh my god! But was that super hot to you? That was probably interesting. I wouldn't like it was hot, but I wouldn't say it was like super super hot. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. just a it's an experience, and uh, I, I don't think the directing thing's not really like guy filming and directing me is not really my thing. What uh, is your thing? I kind of feel, I like everyone all in. So oh okay, he, he joins in. Every everyone's in there playing. Yeah, like the guy the guy sitting back watching. I can like. I've done that, but I always feel like I'm always looking over my shoulder thinking, what's going on here? But uh, I like it when everyone's just naked on the bed, rolling about, having fun. Yeah, I, it's some of the funniest stories are from the bulls talking about the husband and seeing like their beady eyes looking from, you know, from the closet or under the bed or on the side crawling around. That kind of shit is hilarious. I feel like that is probably distracting. I don't know. It, it, it is. Uh, yeah, I've even had like a couple, they wanted to meet in the car park and I was in the car with the wife and the husband was like looking through the window. <laughs> 
there, there, there was there was a, a lot of that going on. Yeah, listen, I could understand how some people could really role play that scenario and get into it, but I could also understand if you're a stranger coming into that, it's hard to get into that role and stay there. You know what I mean? You got to be like a fucking Tom Cruise to be able to get get into that shit. So it's it's very you have to really you have to get into the I think it's hard to do with a total stranger. You're just meeting and and then get into character and suspend all reality and have somebody peering through the the car and everything. Like I get why they could get into it because they know each other. It's their fucking fantasy. But for you, I, I could see why it would be difficult. Yeah, at the end of the day, like I'm not, I'm not a performer. I'm not. Yeah. A actor. Exactly. <laughs> so, and, that, and that was also part of it. Like I was saying, so I said before, like I felt like I was being used. That was probably part of it. I felt like that was expected to perform like a dance monkey. So it, it definitely changed. Like at the, when I was younger, it didn't really worry me. But as I said, when I got older, I felt I'm just being a, an actor here or being a pe- like used as a piece of meat. Yeah. So yeah, it, it, but yeah, I've had a lot of crazy you know, experiences with, uh, with couples and it's amazing. As I said, like the people you least expect are normally the kinkiest ones around. Yeah, duh. That's what I'm always trying to say on my show. That's what my show is all about. Like you people think that the people that are doing these kinds of crazy things are, I don't know what people think that they are, but they're definitely not what they are, which is just regular people. You Just the regular people you see walking around. Like even you said, oh, that couple, you wouldn't expect them but would anyone expect you when you if you were walking around the street that you live this life no probably not i'm sure you look like average joe walking down the fucking street right come on but yeah listen to your life you fucked over a hundred couples you're in dungeons with people i mean come on yeah oh there's there's a lot of crazy things and a lot of just yeah it's just surprising how many people have actually either into the lifestyle or have experimented in the lifestyle yeah. Did you were you it's going not, to clubs at that time too, besides like all this couple action that you were getting, or was just the couple thing your yeah. thing? No, I was going to clubs. I wouldn't say I would go regularly to a club. Yeah. Um, I more I more enjoyed like my scene was just meeting a couple. So um, that's what you preferred. Uh, yeah, preferred. Like sometimes I'd go to parties and I'd meet the couples and invite me to parties. I wasn't really into gangbangs as such. I'm not a, a one girl and you know, ten guys standing around. That's not really my thing. Uh huh. It was definitely, I liked a good, like either at least a couple or a couple of other people, but a mix, not just all, like it's not like a gangbang situation. That wasn't my scene at all. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Um, yeah, it just, you know, I liked a little bit of intimacy, whereas a gangbang is just felt like you're just sticking your, your dick in a hole and then moving on. Yeah, listen, it's all, it's interesting that you were in the lifestyle for so long and because you're doing it so low, you really got to taste everything. And I think everybody's into different things. Some people, I think that they would love the whole gang bang setup, but I could see somebody not being. I think everything is very specific and different and everything has a different kind of feel for it. And because you were doing this for so long you like i said you got to try everything so you really know what you were uh, what you were into what you weren't into yeah, yeah and like I, I definitely experienced a lot which yeah. i like when i first got into lifestyle like if, if you said what i was looking for to what i ended up preferring the totally like polar polar opposites so what would what would have the what would have the answer been like what you were looking for when you wound up in there was would it be group sex and then the the answer at the end would be just couples what would how would those answers be different <laughs> well initially it was probably whatever i could get in t- terms of a single woman a couple a gangbang a party and, and whatever i could get yeah at the end i was probably more looking my preference was definitely like it was still couples at the end like i probably developed like initially was whatever i could get but towards the end i wasn't really interested in playing with single women i was always i always liked the i liked the excitement of a three at least a threesome mm-hmm. and also like probably a little bit more by playing like a little bit more like people who are a bit more experimental i found couples with a guy was bi or bi curious or heteroflexible or everyone described were definitely them a lot more open and a lot easier to talk with and, Interesting. and have fun with. Mm-hmm. So, and I pref- that was probably my preference at the end was more that. And it's kind of that, that weird, like I've heard some people on your, your show talk about like, I wouldn't consider myself bisexual, uh, but in a couple situation, I don't have, I don't have an issue playing with guys. 
Yeah. Let's let's talk about that, though, now, because I know that you said it came up later. There was a couple that hit you up and said that the guy was open to trying something and you were just like going there just Mm -hmm. to hook up. And so what what happened in that? Like, why that time? What was that experience like? If I'm honest with you, I guess it was. I don't know. I don't know what drove me that night. I thought I think, yeah, I was just available. I was horny. I wouldn't even say that I've been looking at any type of porn like that. Yeah. I guess I was just I was just open to experiment. And so, what went down? So basically, we met the, you know, met the couple at a bar. They wanted to make sure I was legit. And went back to their place, and she told me that he had never played with a guy before, and they liked. They read my profile, liked my profile, and thought that I'd be open to things. And yeah, we just all started making out, and then yeah, it would have been the first time I touched a guy's dick. So I just reached over and grabbed his cock and. She lost her mind. She was so excited about it all. She's like, oh, my God, that's so hot. And I learned, I learned a lot that night where there's a lot of girls who enjoy watching guys play. Also, there's all, uh, I also learned there's a lot of guys who are who will, you know, will, grow, will suck another guy's dick, will play with a guy, but they're not, they're not bisexual or, or anything. There's, a big, there's still a big stigma in the lifestyle about that. I know. Huge, which is surprising. And, and even like when I had my profiles, I would never say that I was, you know, uh, by curious or by anything like because there'd be a lot of straight couples out there that would just freak them out. Totally. Or like, I shouldn't say, yeah, where the where the guy would be like, oh, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not gay. It's all neither am I. Yeah. I, I don't I've, find you attractive. Listen, maybe that first couple was lying and that guy was always sucking dick, but they just pretended that he was kind of looking for maybe experimenting. <laughs> no, no, no. Because I, I got to know them. I, I started in contact with them for quite a few years. Yeah. And, and it was, honestly, they did say, yeah, that was the first time we'd ever done anything like that. And that was the first time for you too. So that's kind of like the perfect couple probably to try to, to go there with, right? Yeah, it was. It was, and it like it just it was made it more comfortable. Where I, I got my found my feet, and he found his feet. But in the end, it was a it was very sexy because everyone could play with each other. Yeah. I, How I, far I did you go with him? It was just a lot of you just a lot of sucking cock. Okay. Oral. Yeah. Oral. Oral. Yeah. I did. Did I didn't make out with a guy or anything like that. Huh. Um, you, you, the, and that's mostly in the in the lifestyle. What I find there's a lot of guys out there who want to suck a dick. Yep. Not very many want to be fucked or anything like that. Not a lot want to be want to make out with a the guy. They just want to play with another guy's dick. Yeah, I hear that all the time. For most of the guys that call up, that just like sometimes want to suck a dick. That's all they want to do. And but and they don't even care if their dick gets sucked. They just want a dick in their mouth. <laughs> Exactly. And I, and I could say, like, me, I don't find men attractive on their own. Yeah. Like, I don't, uh, I don't, I'm not interested in going out and hooking up with a guy one on one, not my scene. Yeah. Where I where I you know, had experience with guys was like in a couple situations. Now, did you, so you, uh, did you ever, you've never gone further than oral with a guy? Well, that's right. Have you ever gone f- like further than oral with a guy, or is you've only done oral with a guy? That's all you've ever done? No, no, no. I, I have had, I've had two. I've had like, experiences with a couple of guys where they they wanted to be fucked. Okay, um, so you topped? I, I, yes, I topped. Yeah, I've topped. I haven't. I've never bottomed. I've always topped. To be honest, the first time it happened, it, I wasn't. I was. <laughs> I was laying on the bed. He was sucking my cock. His wife was riding my face, and mm-hmm. I. We we didn't discuss any of this. The next thing he jumped on top and yeah, started slid me inside his ass. And I'm like. <laughs> I was not expecting that. <laughs> How was it for you? Uh, it, was, it was interesting. It, it, yeah, it was a hole. And it was just weird, like having a this. tight hole. And he was, uh, yeah. And I, I, yeah, he was, and he was also one of, one of those couples where he, he came across as super straight. But when we got into bed, he's, oh, no, I want to do this, I want to do that. But he never discussed about the next, like, me fucking him. Um, uh, yeah, he just started. He just jumped on top and started riding me, and his wife was playing with his with his cock, and it was it was a bit surreal. I guess I, was, I guess I was a bit shocked at the time because I wasn't expecting that that to happen. They didn't discuss it, and that was the first time you ever did that. Yeah, correct. And yeah, as, as I said, like that was probably where I started getting those feelings about hey, I'm just being used here. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, yeah, because they they were right into each other, and I was just laying there, and like they were just I was just like ignored and she was like oh i'm so baby i'm so proud of you doing this i'm like what's going on here and i was like i was just almost a, a dildo lying there and while he was doing that so right. it, was, it was kind of a a weird, a weird yeah it was just weird and i guess because they hadn't discussed it with me they hadn't been open 
about what they were what they wanted. Totally, that's not cool. Uh, yeah, it's kind of not yeah, cool. Well, it, 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 yeah, that's what I said at the time. I'm like, oh well, whatever. But later on, you're like, oh, hang on, I don't. That probably wasn't. That wasn't cool. They should have spoke to me first. Yeah, and I just think, listen, when I heard from the first unicorn who talked about the experience from her standpoint and these, and she was talking about these kinds of things, I was like, wow, I would never even think about it. And sometimes I, I wonder if some of these couples even consider you at all, but not, and I, and I don't think that they do sometimes, but I don't think it's a purposeful thing. Do you know what I'm saying? I think that they're not even thinking that oh. you have feelings too, which they should, you should, that should be a fucking yeah. given, but I just don't think that they're doing it on purpose, but they don't understand. No, 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 no I, I'm correct. I a hundred percent agree that like they don't, they're not doing it willfully. They, they yeah. just, they're in their own world. Yeah. They're in their own world, which is, which is cool, but yeah. also you, I, I do have feelings as well, and it's you still you still want to be acknowledged as a, as a participant in in what's going on. Yeah, absolutely. It was a learning lesson for me when I heard that, and I was like, "Wow, more people should know that because it's not cool to treat that person like that." So now, because you were looking, listen, you're in the lifestyle for a really long time, but you're a young guy now. Over this time, I'm assuming you're looking for chicks, you're dating people. Like what's going on in, yeah. in in that part of your life? Yeah, and this is, you know, I guess, the duopoly of it. Like I was, I had, I had my vanilla life, and then I had my, my swinging life, and I kept the two compartmentalized. They, I didn't want to cross them over at all. So it would be a case when I was, when I'd meet a girl out of the tent, like meet a girl, normal dating. I would then cut back on my swinging lifestyle, mm-hmm. um, but I wouldn't be open with her about it because I'd always had that stigma, like it would freak the girl out yeah um, and, I, and I was and I guess I'm all, I was also looking for something different in my dating world where I didn't want a, a sex fiend because in the lifestyle like it is just purely a physical interaction you're not there for a relationship you are there just to have sex with someone right and I, I'd say I, I felt an addiction like I, the lifestyle was an addiction to me mm-hmm. where I'd feel this need to like I'd be dating I'd be happy in my personal life dating a girl but then i would i would want to go have group sex and i want to go have random sex and it was <laughs> and i would inevitably be pulled drawn back into it and i'd either break up with the girl or i would maybe cheat on her behind her back because it was a lifestyle where it was you could just go and no commitments have have a have a quick fuck with a couple and just and then go back to your normal life yeah so I probably had to, yeah i think once i realized i think i i do have a like a, a sex addiction and that's when I started changing, like thinking deeper about why am I doing this? Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of relations where I date a lot of great women who didn't deserve how I treated them in the end. And so what did you find out about yourself when you started looking into that? I need, like a lot of the sex I also thought was just, it was meaningless sex, but it was also like making myself, like attempting to make myself feel good. Uh-huh. Like it's like I'd be feeling um, not attractive or I, I needed to that reassurance that, hey, I can still, I can have sex with anyone. And it was, I guess, the stage where it made me, I, attempting to make myself feel good at, at the end of it, I would feel like I was doing, I was just going through the motions of, and as I said, like I had sex with a lot of couples or women who I, you know, looking at, I probably should never have done that. So they weren't not nine out of tens or anything like that. And just feeling dirty with myself as I as I was walking away and why did, why did I do that? I feel so you know, disgusted in myself. And it, it just sort of, I learned myself, I, I'm not doing, like it was, I wasn't I'm doing it for pleasure, but I was more doing it to try and make myself feel good about who I was. That's not where you're going to get self-esteem from, right? I mean, it comes from yourself. It doesn't come from other people. But you were like going out looking and fucking all these people and thinking they're going to make you feel better about yourself. But it's you're chasing the dragon because that's not where it's going to come from is what you eventually realize. Cor- correct. Yeah. Correct. I eventually realized that. And with my current partner, like she was, when we first started dating, like she was sexually active as well. Like you know, she wasn't an angel by any means. But she was the first partner I was actually 100% open with. What I'd got, it, I'd stopped playing at that stage when I met her. But yeah, I just was very open with her about what I got up to and everything. And she was not freaked out by it at all. She was just very, well, that's that's who you are. That's what you were. So it was, it was just it was just that relief that hey, I'm not I'm not a like someone is accepting of what I've done in my past. And because she came out and she done what she got to in her past, and yeah, she was no angel either. But it was just realizing that um it's not i had a lot of fun but it, it's not the swinging lifestyle wasn't who i am 
like I've, I've probably made it more into my swinging lifestyle was what I wanted to be. Like that was my um, purpose. But yeah, it's after I stopped doing it and met her. Like I am actually I am actually a good person. I'm decent with who I'm a decent guy. Yeah, I just think that you're never going to meet somebody that's gonna accept you for you until you have gotten to the point where you accept you. You know, at that point, it sounds like you had finally come full circle, right? You knew what the fuck you were doing it for. You knew why it wasn't right. You had stopped Mm -hmm. doing it. And I think you finally accepted it and understood it for what it was. And that's why someone shows up in your life and could accept you as well. And I just think that people are always a mirror of where we're at in life. So I always think that, you know, figure your shit out before you dump your shit onto someone else. Because most likely, if you haven't figured it out yet, someone's going to maybe not be so positive about your shit. But you were finally at the Uh, point, I think, where you were okay with it. And you met someone that was okay with it, too. Yeah, exactly. right. I think when I was doing like when I was right into the lifestyle I was doing I didn't want commitment in my life yeah and it provided a, an outlet where I, I could have fun without any commitments but what I was doing I was I guess it wasn't a commitment phobe. I was just running from myself yeah mm-hmm. I wasn't committing to myself so yeah it, it did don't, don't get me wrong like, I had a lot of fun met a lot of great people enjoyed my time in the lifestyle do I still have thoughts about it? Yeah, of course, every day I think about things I went up to and, oh, maybe it'd be good to go back to it. But then I look deep inside and go, yeah, but generally it was it, it was a lot of work. It was like a full-time <laughs> job, basically. Yeah, I could imagine. It consumed a lot of my life and a lot of my spare time. I wouldn't say like I was – every experience was the most amazing thing in my life. <laughs> so there was a lot of disappointments. Yeah, well, listen, as an addict myself, a lot of times, like when you're using something to distract yourself, Mm, it is, it has to be time consuming. That's the point. You know what I mean? Like it was Mm. a big fat distraction for you to maybe start your life or whatever it was, or to work on that part of yourself that you wanted to feel better about yourself. But by the time you figured that all out, then you were really ready to start your life. Maybe this was just your way of not starting your life, which I think sometimes happens for a lot of people, especially in your 20s. I think being in your 20s is a very Mm. difficult time because you go from being like someone who could like fuck off and do whatever you want to having to take Mm -hmm. your life very seriously and figure out very important questions for yourself. Like, what do I want to do for the rest of my life? Who am I going to be with for the rest of my life? When I think a lot of times people have a hard, that's a hard transition. And so why not pick up something to distract yourself then, then, and and instead of make those decisions, just fuck off more when that's what you did. But how old were you when you met that girl? The girl you're with now? Yeah, I was in the 40s, so 42. Okay. So you played around for a long time. Oh, a very, very long time. A yeah. very long time. Yeah, it, it's. I do, I do look back on it and I'm like, God, yeah, I did that for a long time. No wonder. I, and my parents used to always can like, why well, I never had any serious long-term girlfriend. <laughs> I look back and go, well, if you, if you knew. <laughs> Send them this episode or don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I was, I, my job at the time, I was traveling all around the world, all around the country. And yeah, I, I, I was just having fun. But I guess like everything, the fun stops or doesn't become as much fun yeah and i just i just i just remember meeting her out one night and just went wow i've just met someone and just we had a good long conversation we went into a lot of topics and even touched on the lifestyle and everything and it was yeah just felt no i'm ready i don't i don't need the the lifestyle anymore yeah that's great and now how long into your relationship with her did you tell her was it like right off the bat in the beginning when you guys were talking Right off the bat, I almost felt like I did it to try and scare her off. We were talking, and she she was open about her her past as well. But um, I thought, oh, I've got one better, and this will probably scare her off. Um, <laughs> and I, used to, I just I was just telling her everything because so I, I I wouldn't say I was looking for. I wanted a relationship, but I wasn't. Yeah, you know? it was like that that you want what you don't have. Yeah, and I, I wasn't. Yeah, and it was just we, I don't know. Just the stars came into alignment, and I told her things, and she was like, she wasn't like. Some people go, oh, that's so hot or whatever, or that's brutal freaky. She was like, oh, well, yeah, that's what, that's what you did. <laughs> and I think she said, w- were you happy doing all that? And I, it was like the first time someone actually asked me. And I said, uh, are you ha- were, you, are, were you happy doing that? And I was like, huh. Yeah, that's, that's, a, a, that's a deep question. <laughs> yeah, that, that yeah. I think that's a smart girl that asked that question. She's going to get a lot of information what, by how you answer that. 
yeah, it, it was. It was and I, I, I will say to you, like, I didn't have a straight answer when yeah. she when she asked me. You know, I, I couldn't. I kind of like dodged around it. <laughs> she made you think, but what a smart bitch. You know what I mean? I like that that yeah. she asked you that. Mm-hmm. Oh, hundred percent. She made she made me question why I was doing it. What, what what was the real reason I was I was I was playing I was doing I was playing the lifestyle. Yeah, and for so long without having any kind of long-term relationships. I would assume that she wants to know that as a girl, maybe if she's ready for a relationship, she wants to make sure you're ready for it too, because maybe you're not, you know what I mean? It's probably a bit of that. I think she's probably also figuring out herself as well. Um, yeah. Because she, she's never, she'd never been married, never really had, she had some long-term relationships, but yeah, I think we're just too people are like probably broken at the time not broken but not a bit lost and met each other and found it found our way now yeah i love that mm-hmm. yeah but she's a, probably a deep thinker too you were both trying to figure yourselves out so she's figuring herself out now she wants to figure you out so she asks you a question yeah. she's going to find out a lot about you which i think is cool so how long have you guys been together now that's coming up three years yeah, yeah, that's great. And so you sometimes think yeah. about going in the lifestyle, but you're totally monogamous with her, right? No, no thoughts of you and her no. doing anything yeah. together, right? No interest. You kind of been there, done that. Yeah, like we 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 sometimes talk about it. Generally, like in the, in the heat of passion, we'll, we'll say things to each other. But realistically, like I'm actually just quite happy with her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, like I'm happy having sex with her. Yeah. I, as I, said, I do. I do consider it was an addiction what I had, and I do. I mean, if anyone's addicted to something, they look back and they they remember the highs. And I do look back and I'm like, oh, geez, I miss not being able to do that. I miss like the randomness of it, or the uh, just the non-commitment of everything. But I wouldn't say that was. You're only looking at a small percentage of what what I did. I wouldn't say I was content. Yeah, and that's where I can say the big word for me now is content. Like I'm actually content with with her, with myself, with where I am in life. Yeah, listen, I was an alcoholic. I quit drinking when I was 34 and I haven't drank since. Yeah. And that's 20 years. Um, yeah. And, you know, yeah, sometimes I could look back and be like, my drinking days were like the best times of my life. I had so much fun walking to a club <coughs> with the lights and the loud music and the alcohol, you know, and being high. So fucking great. But yeah. not one part of me would ever go back to that. You know what I mean? Kind of been there, done that. It was great. I learned my lesson. It was, it, it, there was a lot yeah. of layers attached to it. And, Sometimes I could reminisce, yep. but never do I feel like I would ever do that again. It's kind of like my past, yeah. you know, so I get it. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And that, yeah, that's exactly, exactly the same as what I, what I am. Like, yeah, like, I don't want to go back to it, but I, I, I like, yeah, and I do think back about all the good times. Of course. Yeah, I totally get that. Yeah, yeah, same way I do. It's the same thing, but it, it, no desire. And especially when you live it up, kind of like, like I said, been there, done that. You really had your fill. So, oh, yeah. I don't think you'll probably ever go back to it, and I totally get that. Especially because you, you, it was a, an addiction for you, and it was something that you know, and and you came to terms with it. But I think that that's great. I love your story. It's super interesting. It's got a very different angle than a lot of my other stories, but that's what I like about it. I've been doing my show a long time, <laughs> so it's always interesting yeah. to get a different perspective. And you, you, you gave me a lot of different perspectives in this episode, which is super interesting. I think people are going to love it. Oh, excellent. Yeah, it. Because uh, I've listened to a lot of your po- podcasts, I can see every there is all different aspects, but it's not all about like the sex is definitely a massive part of it. But there's all yeah, there's a, there's a lot of lot going on with people in general, and uh, like my my aspect was like I had a lot of fun, uh, loved the lifestyle, uh, and the sex was almost it was part of it. Was, like at the end, there it was almost secondary. Mm-hmm. It was it was more about a, like a discovery of me. Like initially, it was just a, a a physical interaction where I just I wanted sex, whereas at the end there is more like I discovered who who I was and got questioned at what what I was doing. Yeah, I love that. Listen, I'm wired like your girl. Like I I would ask the question she asked you. I like to get people thinking. I like the layers of things. I like the emotional side of stuff. I think people tune into my show to hear the sex, but I think I always try to bring so many more layers to my episodes. Sometimes it's just about the sex, but I like the the full picture, all the layers, and I love the psychology behind things and stuff. So I'm always happy when there's more of that involved. Like I said, I draw people in with the sex, but I try, I like episodes like this where you learn a little bit something and there's a depth to it. Yeah. Like, like I was thinking like before I rang in, I'm like, oh, I could talk about all these things. You name it, I've probably done it sexually with, with couples and 
and I could sit here and just rattle off stories. But that wouldn't be that your wouldn't story. Be story. No, I love your story. Yeah, yeah, and no, there's a, and there's a lot goes on the lifestyle which people don't think about. You said like earlier, the the guys being by that's definitely like a big taboo. You said with the unicorn where you know the couple don't always like think shit. about yeah you're treated like shit all that type of stuff. There's a lot there's a lot of to it. The sex is part of it, but a lot of it is a an emotional or a psychological side where it's not often thought about. Yeah, no, and that's what I like to do on my podcast. I think that that's what I typically do and what I try for, and I try to get a lot of that on my show. So I love that. I wouldn't have. Wa- I don't want someone to come on and just tell me you a bunch of sex stories. You know what I mean? And I love your story. I think it's super interesting. So thank you so much for calling in and telling me it. It'll definitely be up really super soon, Dave. Thanks so much. Right. Excellent. No, good thank luck you with your much, girl. Kathy. Good luck with your girl. Are you guys? Do you? Are you planning on getting married? Yeah, we are. We are. We're because we're a bit older. We're kind of like the marriage thing's not as. Right. when you're younger yeah yeah of course but you live together yeah we live together and everything and like we might get married we, we often try we'll probably just get drunk in vegas one day and get married yeah why not <laughs> yeah yeah so, that's cool uh, yeah we yeah so yeah we're, we're definitely happy and content with each other yeah that's great i love your story i like a story with a happy ending so uh, thanks for yep. calling in dave thanks so much yep not a problem okay be good kathy bye see ya, mate.